Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima allamtena ve azidina ilmen nafiyah Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'e ve erinel batıla batılan varzukna ictinabe Rabbi işrahli sadri ve yassirli emri vahlul uqdete min lisani yafkahu kavli Esselamu aleyküm ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, in this episode we will continue reading the 17th word. The 17th word is about the reality of this world and the hereafter. It's an interpretation of a commentary on the uh, verses Astaizu billah. Inna ja'alna ma 'ala al-ardi zinatan laha linabluwahum ayyuhum ahsanu 'amala wa inna laja'iluna ma 'alayha sa'idan juruza. And wa ma al-hayatu dunya illa la'ibun wa lahwun. The first verse or verses are from uh, the 18th chapter of the Quran. We have adorned the earth with attractive things so that we may test people to find out which of them do best. But we shall reduce all this to barren dust. And the second verse is from the sixth chapter of the Quran. The life of this world is nothing but a game and a distraction. So that's the reality of this world, a game and a distraction if we are stuck in it, if we bog down in it, if we do not see the reality of it, right? The, uh, th- this is an important aspect of Ustad Nursi's um, teachings that are derived from the Quran and the prophetic traditions. This world is the cultivating field of the hereafter. What do you use the cultivating field for? To cultivate, to put the seed, and then to harvest the seed. And the ultimate goal is the fruit of the seed. But not the dust, not the soil itself. It's the means. If you don't see the fruit at the end and think that the dust is, the soil is an end in and and of itself, then you are stuck in it. And you just play with it, you smear it on your face, you smear it on your body, you and a roll in it, and then it is reduced to barren dust. There's nothing left. If you focus on the fruit, however, you pick the fruit in the end. So that's the reality of this of the, of this world. And Ustad Nursi um, wrote this treatise in two sections. The, he called them stations. The first station is a um, brief but beautiful, concise explanation of this reality and the second uh, station uh, he compiled poetic explanations of this matter that he has written in various times of his life into this second station so we are reading those uh, poems or poetic explanations and uh, we read a, a few of them we are now reading one that is that was originally written in Persian a colloquy that was originally written in Persian, and uh, we, we read some of it. Inshallah, we will continue uh, reading and reflecting upon the rest. But before we continue reading and reflecting upon the rest, we, I want to repeat the first section without reflections, uh, straight reading from the English, Inshallah, so that we remember where we have uh, come from to the point we will be moving on today, Inshallah. So, Bismillah. A colloquy that came to the heart in Persian. 
because this colloquy was came to the heart in Persian, it is written in Persian. It was formerly included in the Hubab, Bubbles. It's another uh, small treatise that Ustad Nursi had written and published in the early 1920s, which was printed in the printed version of that. So the colloquy goes, O oh Lord, I have observed the six directions yet not found a remedy for my disease. And later on, Ustad Nursi wrote a commentary on this colloquy in Turkish, and the translation of that goes, O oh Lord, Without putting my trust in you in a state of heedlessness and relying on my power and faculty of choice, I have observed the six directions to look for a remedy for my disease. Regrettably, I have not been able to find one. I was told in a metaf metaphysical sense, does your disease not suffice you as a remedy? On my right, I have seen that yesterday is the grave of my father. Yes. In a state of heedlessness, I looked to the pastime on my right to find consolation, yet I saw the day of yesterday appearing as my father's grave, and pastime as a vast graveyard filled with my ancestors. Instead of consolation, they bewildered me. Faith, however, shows that that vast and bewildering graveyard as an illuminated and congenial assembly and a gathering of beloved friends. On the left, I have seen that tomorrow is my grave. Then I looked at the future on the left. I could not find a remedy. In fact, the day of tomorrow appeared as my grave and the future as a colossal grave filled with my peers and the future generations. Instead of a sense of congeniality, they bewildered me. However, Faith and the sense of presence before God that is in faith shows that dreadful colossal grave as a reception of the merciful one in amiable palaces of felicity. Today is the coffin carrying my body all in afflictions. Not seeing any good on the left either, I looked at the present day. I saw this day as though it is a coffin. It is carrying the corpse of my body that is moving in the throes of death. However, faith shows that coffin as a place of commerce and a splendid guest house. My corpse is standing at the end of the span of my life, that corpse. I could not find consolation from this direction either. Then I lifted my head and looked at the top of the tree of the span of my life. I saw that the only fruit of that tree is my corpse looking at me from the top of that tree. However, faith shows the fruit of that tree not as a corpse, but in fact as the departure of my spirit, which is graced, graced with eternal life and is a candidate for eternal felicity from its worn-out home in order to travel among the stars. Departure from its worn-out home in order to travel among the stars. Under my feet are the water and dust of my creation and the ashes of my bones. Despairing of that direction too, I lowered my head. I looked and saw that below, underfoot, the dust of my bones has blended with the dust of my first creation. It added to my disease, let alone offering a remedy. Faith shows that that dust is the gate of mercy and a curtain before the halls of paradise. Whenever I look behind, I see this world to be naught within naught. I turned my gaze away from that too and looked behind. I saw that a temporal world, a temporal world that has no foundation, is rolling and disappearing in the valleys of nothingness and darkness of non-existence. It added the poison of bewilderment and dread to my disease, let alone offering itself. However, faith shows that that world rolling in darkness is letters of the eternally besought one and pages of the engravings of the glorified one. It has finished its duty, expressed its meaning, and left its outcomes in existence in its place. Ahead of me, as far as the sight goes, the grave is wide open. 
Behind it, the long path of eternity is showing its face. Not having seen any good there either, I turned my gaze forward and looked ahead. I saw that the grave's door is open at the end of my path, and behind it, the highway leading to eternity is visible from a distance. Since faith shows that door of the grave as the gate of the realm of light, and that road as the path of eternal felicity, this can be a remedy and salve to my diseases. Now I found this, the salve, the remedy. I have nothing in my hand save but a thing of partial choice. Now I can see it, but can I attain it? And here is that she writes, I have nothing in my hand but a thing of partial choice. Thus, having been filled, having been filled with dread and bewilderment in these six directions, rather than finding a sense of congeniality and consolation, I have nothing to rely on other than the partial choice in my hand in order to resist them. Instead of the partial choice, which is an which is in effect an indivisible part, it's so small that you cannot even divide it. Faith grants a certificate to rely on an unending power. And in fact, faith is a certificate. Now this is where we left and we uh, did some extensive reflection on both the translation of the Persian original and Ustadnosi's commentary in Turkish, uh, which again is translated here in English. And we will move on to the rest of the colloquy now. And the next section of the colloquy is actually about this notion of partial choice. Uh, we explained it in the in the in the previous episode, but just just briefly in in, in summarily. Um, human beings, as human beings, we have partial choice. Juz'i Perhaps we could also translate it as apart from the. The, the capacity of choice or something like that but partial choice is more conventional so we are uh, sticking with that and what we are thinking about when we say partial choice is that in this world we are always faced with choices I could get up at seven I could get up at eight I could you know wake up at eight and stay in bed until nine I could drink tea in the morning I could drink coffee in the morning um, I, I saw a poor man on the street I can give some charity I can just turn the other way and not give some charity I am surrounded by choices in this world however this is not absolute choice because I can choose only from the options that are put before me. I cannot create my options. Whereas for God, he has absolute knowledge. He has a knowledge of all possible things and impossible things. And from that unlimited, unlimited possibilities, he chooses whatever he wants and creates it. We, first of all, again, are limited with the options that are put before us and we do not have the ability to create anything beyond those options or we do not have the ability to create those options themselves either we are not creating the options we are not creating the choices and we are not importantly again we are not creating the outcomes of those choices either all we have all we have is an ability to pick one or the other when we are when we are faced with one uh, two or more than two options and that's a partial choice we have that ability how the reality of it is um, something that we cannot fully grasp we can all know that it exists by, by just observing ourselves, our lives, our experience. We know that we have choice. Now in front of me, I have a cup of tea and a bottle of water. And I can choose the tea or the water and drink either one of them. I know that I have this ability. What is the source of this ability? I cannot fully grasp that. But we will, we will leave that 
uh, for a later discussion in the 26th word inshallah we will have a longer discussion of this matter it is one of the uh, the, the finest scholarly uh, matters of discussion matters of debate and examination in the uh, in theology in general not only in the tradition of islam but in theology in general but we know that we have that partial choice and we also know that that partial choice is extremely limited and does not have the power does not have the ability to be a solve to our problems because once again we can only choose from what is given to us what is before us and second we cannot create our options or the outcomes of our options we can only incline toward one thing or another that's it so i have nothing in my hand save but a thing of partial choice now i had explained this in the previous episode i should explain again uh, this colloquy as we read is written in persian and i do not know persian uh, because the text before me has uh, diacritical marks uh, that indicate the vowels i'm hoping inshallah accurately i try to read it in persian because once again i believe that meanings come to the heart and as they are articulated in words they carry some of the light of those meanings and the more we distort those words the less we have access to those meanings so while i'm reading the translation and reflecting upon it in english here i also want to read the original english uh, original persian or turkish or arabic whatever language it was written first so although i will probably be butchering the persian i beg for forgiveness uh, from those who are listening to this and who know Persian and uh, and and try to read the Persian too inshallah so ki awu juz'u ham ajiz ham kutahu wa ham kam ayarast which is impotent shortfalling and deceitful we are talking about partial choice all that I have in my hand is a thing of partial choice which is impotent, shortfalling, and deceitful. Why impotent? We, we already mentioned it. We don't have the ability to create our options or to create the outcome of our options. Creation, bringing into existence, is a function of power. The partial choice indicates no power. It has no power because we have partial choice does not mean that we have any power because we do not have any power whatsoever we don't create anything so impotent right and shortfalling it is shortfalling because our desires wishes thoughts imagination can always go beyond the limited options that are before us that's the human predicament we want eternity and unless we put our trust in god unless we uh, see the world with the light of faith eternity is beyond our reach i mean eternity is beyond our reach even when we look with the light of faith but god it is within god's reach and god can make it possible for us and deceitful deceitful because you, know, you are surrounded by three options and you think that you have the choice that's how capitalism functions too right you go to the uh the grocery store and there's so many food options but then if you dig you know through the labels and find the mother companies etc etc you figure out that you are actually in the hands of three four really really powerful companies corporations that have uh, monopolized the entire production and distribution of the food line and you know you are at their mercy but you think that you have choice so it's deceitful so partial choice which is impotent shortfalling and deceitful and start no see his commentary on this halbuki o juz'i ihtiyari denilen silahı insani hem aciz hem kısadır hem ayarı noksandır icat edemez kesipten başka hiçbir şey elinden gelmez iman o cüz-i ihtiyariyi 
Allah namına istimal ettirip her şeye karşı kafi getirir. Bir askerin cüz'i kuvvetini devlet hesabına istimal ettiği vakit binler kuvvetinden fazla işler görmesi gibi. So, yet that weapon of the human being, weapon is partial choice. We are surrounded by enemies, we have innumerable needs and before those enemies and to procure our needs, we need tools, we need instruments, we need weapons. And partial choice is the one weapon, one instrument that is in our hand. Yet, that weapon of the human being, which is called partial choice, is both impotent and short. Moreover, its steel is deficient in quality. It, what it is made of is deficient in quality. It cannot bring anything into existence. It cannot bring anything into existence. It is capable of nothing apart from volitional exertion. So he is using the metaphor of a weapon, therefore he is talking about steel, right? Its steel is deficient in quality, it cannot bring anything into existence. It is capable of nothing apart from volitional exertion. However, if we look at the matter with faith, faith enables one to employ that partial choice in the name of God and thus makes it suffice in the face of everything. So this is a weak weapon. If I were to try to face the entire existence on my own, but when it is used in the name of God, it acquires enormous power and makes it suffice, faith makes it suffice in the face of everything, in the way that when a soldier employs his small power in the name of the state, he can accomplish thousands of times greater than the equivalent of his own power. A soldier, a private soldier, goes to a village, let's say 2,000 people are living in the village, he says, I am sent by the state, you are all ordered to get up in the morning, gather here at the, in this uh, village circle at 7 a.m. in the morning, follow me to the fields, there's an area where I need to dig a ditch. And you are all ordered to do this. All the villagers will get up at 7 a.m. in the morning, gather at the circle of the village and follow this soldier to wherever he takes them to dig up that ditch. Could one private soldier do this on his own? with his own power if he was acting on his own, right? I, I want to appropriate that land that I want a ditch to, uh, I want you to dig a ditch in order to water the field that I'm going to uh, build there. So you all get up in the morning or else I have this weapon that can shoot one bullet a minute, every minute, uh, or, or I'm going to kill you all, you all come. The villagers would probably, you know, beat this guy up uh, you know, with their agricultural <laughs> instruments and sticks and whatnot and you know he, he would be chased out of the village. But when he goes in the name of the state they know that if they don't listen to the soldier there is a much more drastic power that can come and uh, force them to do the things that he wants them to do or even punish them. Right? So when the soldier acts on behalf, on behalf of the state, the calculation is completely different. And the same thing applies to us too. As we read in the first word, when we say Bismillah, we are acting in the name of God. And that has the power to subjugate, to subjugate everything if we are acting in the name of God. So we, I mean, we can think that we are acting in the name of God, but we that we might just be expressing our hubris and pride and arrogance and ignorance and etc. etc. We may not be actually acting in the name of God. We may be just saying Bismillah, but then doing things that that uh, that earn the anger, the wrath of God. So we need to be very careful about this, right? We cannot just say I am acting in the name of God. I am going to kill these. People, I'm acting in the name of God, I'm going to burn these fields. I'm acting in the name of God, I'm going to drop these bombs here. I'm acting in the... No. 
that is the abuse of this beautiful concept I am acting in the name of God which also means that I'm submitting to his will I say Bismillah and I eat the food that is before me I say Allahumma barik lana fima razaqtana oh God bless me in that which you have provided to me I eat it and I hope that it's going to be nutrition for my body but if God wills if that's not my nasib is if he has if his wisdom entails he may cause some kind of nausea and, and make me throw up and that is also good for me I know that that is good for me and that is also the outcome of me acting in the name of God because I'm seeking good and he has good in his hands he knows what is good so whatever he uh, what, whatever he deems appropriate for me is what is good for me and I'm acting in his in, in, in the name of God as I move about this world I say Bismillah right um, but the if you go back to the actual uh, matter partial choice is impotent shortfalling and deceitful but if if uh, employed with faith in the name of God it acquires tremendous power next line nadar maadi majal hulul nadar mustaqbal madari nufudhast it has the partial choice has no way of dwelling in the past nor the ability to penetrate the future remember we said it is the ability to choose from among the options that are before us nothing of the past is before us nothing of the future is before us we have no access to either of them ne geçmiş zamana hulul edebilir ne de gelecek zamana nüfuz edebilir mazi ve müstakbele ait emellerime ve elemlerime faydası yoktur iman dizginini cismi hayvaninin elinden alıp kalbe ruha teslim ettiği için maziye nüfuz ve müstakbele hulul edebilir çünkü kalp ve ruhun daireyi hayatı geniştir it cannot dwell in time partial choice cannot dwell in time that has passed nor can it penetrate time yet to come it is not of benefit for my expectations and pains concerning the past and the future now again if you are if you look at this world with disbelief as if there is nothing beyond the material world that we are observing if that's the case my partial choice that I'm also observing here has no benefit for my expectations and pains for my needs and enemies concerning the past and the future however since faith takes its reins from the animal body since faith takes the reins of partial choice from the animal body and gives them to the heart and the spirit partial choice can penetrate the past and dwell in the future because the hearts and the spirits circle of life is broad the body's circle of life where the body dwells is here and now but the heart and the spirit are not limited nor is the imagination are not limited with here and now the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam Habibullah, the beloved of God, lived more than 1400 years ago. So I, my my um, body, the existence has no way of reaching his time and place. Sitting, standing before him, that that's not a possibility for for my bodily existence. However, in my heart, I can choose to love him. I can cultivate his love in my heart and that's a choice I use my partial choice in order to cultivate his love in my heart and that yields rewards that has tremendously beautiful fruits so when I move from the circle of my bodily existence to the circle of my the broad circle of my heart and my intellect and my imagination and my spirit 
then partial choice can acquire broader applicability and dwell in the past or the future there are things yet to come but there's the concept of concept of sadaqa jariya right lasting charity i can give into some charity that's going to last and 500 years from now that charity can still still accrue rewards for me in my grave go to the lands of islam beautiful uh, countries uh, that had long been inhabited by muslims go to istanbul go to Cairo, go to um, you know several indian or pakistani cities and states observe look at the architecture <clears throat> Look at the mosques, look at the bridges, look at the old various kinds of public buildings that were built hundreds of years ago, in some cases more than a thousand years ago, and that are still functioning and that are still benefiting people. Whoever thought of that, whoever paid for that, whoever worked in it, whoever designed it, whoever made it possible at the time it was constructed with the intention to earn God's pleasure is still earning God's pleasure from the prayers and acts um, blessed acts of the believers who are worshiping in, in those buildings or, or who are or not only believers but all people sometimes animals who are benefiting from those so that's beautiful with my partial choice i can dwell in the future i can penetrate the past if if i give its reins to my heart and to my spirit then it's beautiful it's useful it's powerful in my disease is my remedy i need to understand that this partial choice has no value it's it's impotent shortcoming deficient if and when i attempt to use it on my own name in my own name without consideration of the larger bigger reality in which i am created in which i am the slave of my lord but if i see that bigger reality if i position myself as i should be positioned in that bigger reality and if i accept myself as the slave of my lord and i start to act in his name meaning if i seek his pleasure and nothing but his pleasure in my acts in my deeds then my partial choice becomes a powerful instrument that can that can accomplish tremendous tremendous things here and now and also penetrate the past and the future beautiful Maidan awin is a man hal, wayek an is a It is confined to the present and a single flowing moment. When we say here and now, right? That it is. But can you assign a length to here and now? You can't. It is, it, it is a flowing moment. It doesn't stay. It is. It is short. It is not even short. It is flowing, right? You cannot point to it. The moment you point to it, it's gone. It is a flowing moment. The circle of the um, existence of partial choice, if its reins are given to our bodily existence, is the present in a single flowing moment. O cüz-i ihtiyarinin meydanı cevelanı kısacık. Şu zamanı hazır ve bir anı seyyaldir. Üstad Nursi's commentary on this is very brief. It's like a translation, more like a translation. The arena where that partial choice can wander around is this most brief present time and a flowing moment. Ba'ina hama faqraha ve la'afaha qalemi kudrati tu aşikara Nevishta est dar fitrati ma meili abad wa amali sarmad. Yet in all its poverty and weakness, your pen of power is obvious. Now he is addressing God. Your pen of power is obvious. 
in having inscribed in my innate nature, in my futra, in having inscribed in my innate nature an inclination for eternity and prolonged expectation. İşte şu bütün ihtiyaçlarımla ve zayıflığımla ve fakr ve acizimle beraber altı cihetten gelen dehşetler ve vahşetlerle perişan bir haldeyken kalemi kudretle sahife-i fıtratımda ebede uzanan arzular ve sermede yayılan emeller aşikare bir surette yazılmıştır, mahiyetimde derc edilmiştir. Thus, while I am in a distraught state, owing to all of these needs and my weakness, poverty and impotence, along with the dread of dread and bewilderment coming from six directions, desires extending to eternity and expectations dispersed in perpetuity are visibly inscribed by the pen of power on the page of my innate nature. They are included in my quiddity. So let's go back to the lines. Yet in all its poverty and weakness, your pen of power is obvious in having inscribed in my innate nature an inclination for eternity and prolonged expectation. If it was given to me, if it was confined to myself and the world was confined to the material existence that's around me, this would not add up. This would not add up. Right? Then I see in the paradox that I am surrounded with, in the predicament that I am put in, in my in my innate nature, there is an inclination for eternity. Whoever made me put this in my innate nature, in me, hardwired it to me, right? Whoever created me hardwired an inclination, a desire for eternity, the prolonged expectations in my existence. Then, this is a, there is a sign in this. What I need is not here. I need to turn somewhere else. I know what I am looking for. They put me in a room full of boxes. I know what I am looking for. I opened this box. It's not there. Then I need to open other boxes. I need to open the boxes until I find what I am looking for. Because what is in this box is not what I am looking for. What is in this box is not going to satisfy my needs. Then I need to turn somewhere else. I need to find the right box. Belki her çiğ hast hast. In fact, whatever exists is in it. Belki dünyada ne varsa numuneleri fıtratımda vardır. Umum onlara karşı alakadarım. Onlar için çalıştırıyorum, çalışıyorum. In fact, whatever exists in the world their samples exist in my innate nature. I am attached to them all. I employ my faculties and I work for them, toward them. So this is a very um, significant, important concept. This is, uh, this is at the foundation of our ability to know things, anything, and therefore our ability to know God. We look around and we recognize things. We recognize concepts. We do not um, keep seeing things and accumulating information about them and eventually congregating those pieces of information into concepts all the time. There are things we do in that way. But there are things we don't do in that way, like love. How can you... How can you accumulate instances of love in order to come up with the concept of love you have that when you're born you have attachment when you're born right um so we are created in a way that enables us to recognize everything in existence uh, sometimes in a limited way especially and primarily if it is about God's existence, God's entity, right? That's beyond our comprehension. We can only understand that things exist, like his entity exists. We can, we can understand this. He's, his entity is one. 
we can understand this his entity has life we can understand this his entity has knowledge power will sight hearing we can understand these but we cannot understand we cannot recognize the nature or quiddity of his uh, knowledge we cannot recognize grasp the quiddity of his power these are beyond our comprehension they are they are they are much bigger than what we can possibly comprehend however even those we have some notion some hardwired ability to understand the existence of but then we have these hardwired faculties to to recognize what love is what beauty is what perfection is what good is what evil is so we have all these things built into our innate nature and whatever is out there in the world there is a sample there is a correspondent corresponding uh, faculty aspect that is hardwired into our existence so their samples exist in my innate nature whatever exists in the world their samples exist in my innate nature i am attached to them so this is um, what's inscribed in my nature that points to god's existence and god's power and so on and so forth so forth right whatever is out there is inscribed in me a a reflection of that is inscribed in me and that can turn into an attachment that can turn into a need that can turn into a concern that can turn into a kind of anxiety etc etc i'm attached to them and therefore i employ my faculties and work for them however however i am not attached to them here and now only i'm attached to them forever eternity i'm i, I my attachment has an eternal nature and my partial will is not ability to acquire it my hands fall short my power which which is non-existent right my purported power is incapable of acquiring any of that so in this predicament is a sign my existence is not in and of itself the existence of this world is not in and of itself there is something beyond this again the box that I see that I find myself in in this world the box of here and now the box of physicality what I'm looking for is not in it and the main um, the main starting point for me to understand reality as reality is is to recognize that what I'm looking for is not in here but that looking for that search is inscribed in me i know that there is something that i am in need of and i am searching for i know with certainty i have a certain recognition of this need and in it is a sign for the existence of the one who put this search in me and who can fulfill my need that is impossible to fulfill with whatever exists with what exists in this world here and now next line the circle of needs is wide like the circle of the extent of sight or imagination right whatever you can see in your in the sight of your imagination or in your sight your needs go there right the turkish is like a translation the circle of needs is as big and wide as the circle of sight next line the needs follow the imagination to where wherever it goes whatever is absent in hand it is it, it is present in need so this this is also a beautiful line whatever is absent in hand it is present in need 
that's what I'm surrounded with. That's, that's my reality. That's the reality of my existence. That is the human predicament. Hatta hayal nereye gitse ihtiyaç dairesi dahi oraya gider. Orada da hacet vardır. Belki her ne ki elde yok ihtiyaç da vardır. Elde olmayan ihtiyaç da vardır. Elde bulunmayan ise hadsizdir. So much so. So whatever is absent in hand, it is present in need. So much so that wherever the imagination goes, the circle of needs extends that far. There is a need there too. In fact, whatever is absent absent in hand, it is present in need. And there is no limit to what is absent in hand. Our needs are innumerable. Our needs are innumerable. And our power is zero. There is a big mismatch. If if we put in our algebra, if we put on one side of, it, of the equation our needs and on the other our power, it's an absolute mismatch. But that, that's, that's the false equation. That's the false formula. On the other side of the equation needs to be God's power. And then, you know, th- there's nothing that can stand before God's power. The equation will not be equal again. It's not going to be balanced again because God's power will overpower everything. Our needs will become like nothing. And when we see that our needs are like nothing, in their nothingness, we understand the absoluteness of our Lord and we turn away from this world to our Lord. So we need to use our intellect in the right way. I mean, this is not mathematics, this is not algebra, but we can we can even express it in algebraic for, uh, form in the way that we just did. So next line. Da'irei iqtidari hamchu da'irei dasti kutahi kutahast. The circle of my power is as narrow as the reach of my shorthand. Right? Even that is deceiving, deceptive. Right? I stand here and I can reach my computer. I can press some buttons. I can reach that pen and take it. I can reach and you know press that uh, button on the fan. I can start the fan. I can turn the light on. I can turn the light off where I'm sitting. Right? So I have the impression that I have power within the circle of the reach of my hand. Right? But even that is misleading. Let's, you know, for sake of argument, give it to it. But otherwise, it is misleading. Because I do not control, I do not affect what is happening in my hand in order for me to be able to lift my hand and press that button, which we talked before several times, so that, so I'm not going into detail, but all those muscles and nerves and uh, veins and the blood flowing through the veins, the nutrition that's being carried back and forth, the oxygenation, I have no idea how that's happening. I have no control over it. It's just happening. And I happen to inhabit this body where all these things are happening. And I'm blessed with this body, but I do not own this body. I'm just inhabiting it with God's permission. With God's permission. Halbuki daire iktidar kısa elimin dairesi kadar kısa ve dardır. However, the circle of power is as short and narrow as the circle of the reach of my short hand. If, if at all. Pesh. فَقْرُوا حَاجَاتِ مَا بَقَدَرِ جِهَانَسْتِ Hence, my poverty and neediness are as big as the world. Not the earth, but the world, in a, in a more metaphorical sense, the, as big as the cosmos. Demek فَقْرَ وَاِتْيَاشْلَرِمْ دُنْيَا kadardır. Thus, my poverty and needs are as big as the world. سَرْمَا مَا هَمْچُوا my capital is as small as an indivisible thing. So this is, of course, referring in reference to the uh, human partial choice. It is so small that there's nothing smaller than it. Almost does not exist. Because if, you know, if, you are, if you talk about a substance, the, even the smallest thing, right? if it has substance, it needs to be able to divide. So it's, it becomes so small that it loses substance. 
an inclination we don't again i don't want to go into detailed uh, discussion of this but that inclination that we we we recognize in partial choice right does it have substantive existence no it does not have substantive existence it is something that emerges from our bodily existence our spirit right from these things that have existence it emerges from things that have existence but it in and of itself does not have even have existence Sermayem ise cüz ilahi tecezza gibi cüz'i bir şeydir. And my capital is as small as an indivisible particle. İni cüz'i kudam ve ini kainati hacati kudamest. Where is this thing and where is my neediness as vast as the cosmos? Where is this partial choice? That's the only thing, only instrument that I have in my hand in order to survive and fulfill my needs uh, you know, in, in, in this world where I found troubles coming toward me in all six directions and did not find a remedy. This is the only thing in my hand. But where is this thing? And where is my neediness as vast as the cosmos? İşte şu cihan kadar. Ve milyarlar ile ancak istihsan edilen hacet nerede ve bu beş paralık cüz-i ihtiyari nerede? Bununla onların mübayasına gidilmez, bununla onlar kazanılmaz. Öyle ise başka bir çare aramak gerekir, gerektir. Hence, where is the need that is as big as this world and worth billions? And where is this partial choice worth five cents? Those, those needs cannot be purchased or earned with this. In that case, one must look for another way out. My way out is first and foremost in recognizing that my remedy is not in my own partial choice and my purported power that the reach of which is the reach of my hands. The switch is this recognition that I don't have anything in and of myself. The switch is the recognition of my nothingness, if not. And what you put after that, if not, is the essence of this matter. If not for my Lord, if not for the one who knows all, sees all, hears all, created all, has power over everything. My remedy is in this recognition. Pesh dar rahi tu az ini juz'i niz bazmi gudashten gudashten chare'i man ast. Hence, I take your path. We are addressing God now. We are addressing our Lord now. I take your path, abandoning that thing, that partial choice, and seeking recourse in your generosity. Our way out is his generosity. Nothing else. His effusion. His, his mercy. His compassion. That's our way out. O çare ise şudur ki, o cüz-i ihtiyariden dahi vazgeçip, iradiye-i ilahiyeye işini bırakıp, kendi havl ve kuvvetinden teberri edip, Cenab-ı Hakk'ın havl ve kuvvetine iltica ederek, hakikati tevekkülle yapışmaktır. Ya Rab, madem çare-i necat budur, senin yolunda o cüz-i ihtiyariden vazgeçiyorum ve enayetimden teberri ediyorum. That way out is this. To latch on the true principle of putting your trust in God. So that's tawakkul, right? To latch on the true principle of putting your trust in God by abandoning partial choice. Once again, we looked at the world uh, without in, in, in the darkness of disbelief. We faced a um antagonistic world we faced we we recognized the world to be p- 
perilous, dangerous, torturing, tormenting for us. We recognize that we were surrounded by death, non-existence, innumerable needs, innumerable enemies, and no power. We searched for a remedy. All that, that we could come up with was partial choice and with and and a limited power that to, you know, at the reach of our hands which we falsely associated with that partial choice and we attempted to solve our problems with these but then we came to the conclusion that no they cannot be the remedy they cannot be the remedy there's a there is a trick here there is a switch here that we need to turn on and now we are recognizing that the switch is for us to recognize that our partial choice is worth nothing without him. It's worth nothing without him. It has its function, it has its purpose, but it is not the solution to our problems. The solution to our problems is to actually recognize that our partial choice is not the solution to our problems so that we can turn away from it and face the real solution. That way out is this, to latch on the true principle of putting your trust in God by abandoning partial choice, leaving your affair to divine will, and turning away from your own protecting strength or affecting power, and taking refuge in protecting strength, in the protecting strength and affecting power of the sublime real God. O oh Lord, since this is the way out for salvation, I am abandoning that partial choice in your path and turning away from my I-ness, from my ananiya, from my, my sense of self that attempts to appropriate things, everything. It has this tendency to appropriate everything and ascribe, attribute everything to itself. This is my world. This is my body. This is me. I'm the the I'm the one, right? That is that is what Ananiya does. And again, this is a world of testing and trial, and there will be questions in the testing and trial. This is a question that needs to be answered. This is a hurdle that that needs to be uh, jumped over. If you get stuck on the hurdle, we can start. We can we can unfortunately we can start worshiping the hurdle which is the sense of appropriation we do not own that partial choice either it is given to us we have control over it we are responsible for it we are the ones who are making those choices right well we do not own it we are given it we do not create it we do not create anything it emerges from the existence that is given to us it belongs to us and with it comes the responsibility but it belongs to us because it is given to us and everything else everything else is like that too they are given to us in trust for our use for us to exist for us to survive this world and for us to have what we need in order to pass this test but there is a test and a big big part of the test is the ability to over overcome this hurdle of the sense of our self to appropriate things which is called ananiya and we are translating it as human eyeness or eyeness right i putting ourselves at the center of things once we can abandon that that tendency and move on once we can take ourselves from the center of the universe, center of existence, and move on to see that which is actually at the center of existence, at the beginning, at the end, that which is the creator of existence, and the sustainer of existence, and the owner of existence, and for whom all existence is just slaves and to whom all existence turns in a state of dire need and through whom the needs of all existence or from whom the needs of all existence are provided 
with whose mercy all that existence exists. When we find that, we have found everything. We, we, we, don't, we don't need to find anything else. We have found everything. So the rest of this uh, Persian language colloquy is about you know you know finding God, putting our trust in God. Uh, but uh, it's it's it's going to be another section, inshallah. We will continue reading in the next episode. Uh, we will stop here for now. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha as-salawat Allah